All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, crazy that another Thursday has gone by. And I've got my husband here just for the intro. You're just doing the intro. The four things for the podcast are already done. Awesome. Do you know what my four things are for this week? No idea. Well, this is the part where I kind of give a little menu of what's to come. And you know how I was up here earlier with the engineer? Like mm-hmm. I was on the phone with the engineer and it was all, I was frustrated. what I say to you? what I say to you when I was frustrated? About crying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were like, I'm about to cry. I was. I was so just overwhelmed and didn't know what to do because you'll hear in, I think this is going to be the third thing. Like people will hear kind of what happened and and. I guess why it wasn't working and then why it sounds weird and just everything is like, ugh. like I just want to like wiggle my nose and everything be done, but it's not. And then we had this issue and I wasn't able to do one of my interviews. So I spent way too long with him on the phone trying to figure it out. And he's over but in did LA. Did y'all figure it out though? Not really. No, oh. he's no. Say, then it was worth the time, but if, no, it, if not, I mean, we figured then... out one of the things, but then I had to cancel the interview yeah. um, because I couldn't connect with him on the phone. And then That's he said, he's, happened. no, I never cried. 
You told me, don't cry. Well, Sometimes you, said, you relax. It's okay. Yeah, I knew that I didn't really need to cry. What I needed to do was breathe. So instead of crying, I took... See, I thought the other part was natural. Like the breathing just comes. Right? <laughs> no. Like that's supposed to be like automatic. Well, yeah, breathing is involuntary. However, I was doing intentional breathing, like deep, oh, calming. Like our son Stevenson says, just breathe like- in. Anger management stuff. Breathe out. Where did he get that? I think it's cool. No maybe I think maybe. His, one of his teachers like taught him sometimes. Maybe he needs to stop and breathe in and breathe out. But I had so I had to do that. So anyway, that's one of my things. So I've got Jessica Honiger on, which she's amazing. Oh, awesome. Like she's gonna be the first thing. She's the founder of Noonday Collection. Yeah, of course. Which she started Noonday Collection back when she was trying to adopt her son from Rwanda. And it was going to be like $25,000. And she needed the money. And she was trying to figure out a way to do it. And she met these artisans over there that had these, you know, jewelry to sell. So she ended up bringing it back to the United States and then selling it to her friends here. And then she would make money. But then the artisans back in Rwanda were making money too. So it was like this win-win situation. And now she has formed this amazing company and it's just grown. And now there's art, there's uh, ambassadors all over the country mm-hmm. and then artisans all over the world that she works with. Yeah. So love that. And so she talks about how, I mean, she's a mom to uh, biological kids and then her adopted son, but um, she talks about how we need to give our kids new experiences, how important that is. And she talks a little bit more about how she's helping these families in these impoverished countries and how they have economic opportunities. She also talks about how we need to make sure that our love tank is full. Yeah. Do you have a love tank? Mm-mm. Yes, you do. Like, yeah. where, where do you, what do you fill in the love tank? Love. It's what like, type of love? My, like our love. Oh. Like together. Like we probably need to work on our love tank a little bit. It's just been so busy. I know that's what you were talking about earlier today. You're like, well, what are you doing? I know, we're like never together. Like, I don't see together. Like, that's why when I saw you walk by, I pulled you to do this little intro because I'm like, well, it might be the five minutes that I get to spend with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad. I know. (laughs) You need to date me. Let's go on a date. You want to go on a date? Yeah. Where would we go? I don't know. You want to go on a walk? I love to Uh, go on a walk. Grandma, I'd love to go on a walk with you anywhere you want to go. Okay. We hold hands. Sure. Maybe drink a Zivia. Be crazy. Oh yeah. Shout out Zivia. <laughs> we try to every time that Zivia gets mentioned in my podcast, you everyone should take a shot. <laughs> it's like a drinking game. Oh. It's Z- I it's just funny. saw some wounded animals up here and I was like, I was like, oh well, I guess she went after a couple Zivia. Wounded were, animals. Yeah, like they're wounded. Well, people don't know what that means. Oh, well, there, there's they're a listening. couple empty can cans yeah, there's there empty- of Zivia. There's empty Zevias up here that yeah. he's calling wounded animals. You're yeah, acting like, like you I like. You drink like half of them. Yeah. So my other things, just to give people a rundown of what's to come, is I'm going to talk about Matt Moore's skirt steak recipe. Oh, it was really good. With the chimichurri sauce yeah, and how we had, good. we ended up deciding to have a barbecue and how it was a game changer for our weekend and our house. Like how much stuff did we get done because we decided to have a barbecue? A lot. A lot. It forces like, you to do all the things that you've been putting off. Totally. Like if you're no. putting stuff off, like- have a part, have people over because it makes you get it done. And then, you know, we ended up, it was all to meet this new friend and he, there's this amazing recipe. So I share that in like his cookbooks. So shout out Matt. Mm-hmm. And then third thing, this is where it gets a little interesting because this is the filler. This is where kind of Chase came in because this was where my little sipper, my Bethany breast explant interview was supposed to be. But then, as you know, I had engineering issues, no interview. Mm-hmm. So Chase and I talked about all kinds of things like, 
Botox and baby pigs. <laughs> For everything like, who from... Who gets the Botox? Well, like the I, babies? No, they're not related. But you know oh. I have ADD at times. So no, the, you don't. The thing is kind of all over the place. Like I just was kind of thrown for a loop because my Bethany interview got canceled mm-hmm. and it was all, I needed a quick filler. And I was like, I don't know. Let's just talk about this. Let's talk about how I got neck Botox. That is weird. that what that was? What? Why am I, what? 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 I mean, like what you said. Yeah, I got. Was. I got. Yeah, it's it's the thing. And then also, we really don't talk about this stuff. I know because you don't you don't like it. Um, I, you yeah, want me I, to love myself. I do. I, I think you're beautiful as you are. Thank you. Aww. And I don't need you to change you're for filling anything. up my love tank. See, but do you even remember all the wrinkles that used to be on my forehead? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> well, because it used to be way more wrinkly than this. So anyway, but then we also talked about my silent film called Bacon, and that's where the baby pigs come in. Do you remember that? Your dad, I took him to that pig farm, and he's like this 70-year-old something former fighter pilot from the Air Force, Harley Davidson riding like man, and he was like swooning over these baby pigs. Like he... No, he, yeah, he, he loves animals like that. He has a soft spot for baby pigs, I tell mm-hmm. you. It was super cute. I remember when we did that. It was a long, long time ago. But somehow we, I don't even know how we started talking about that. And then the last thing, the fourth I thing. I know exactly how you started talking about that. <laughs> Why? ADD. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> Is there did something shiny go past, past the window? Did we have some sort of... Um, the, the fourth thing that we talked about is, um, two things that we binged on recently, which was mm-hmm. Chernobyl and the great hack. Mm-hmm. So I recommended those. Would you, you, well, no, no, I just gave it away. Great. I just gave away what the fourth thing is. So if you don't even want to get to the fourth thing, fine. But I mean, I talk a little bit more in depth about what those are, but you would recommend those shows, right? Oh, they were Yeah, they were great. Okay. Well, I basically just gave everybody the podcast right here. So <laughs> I guess listen if you want. <laughs> just kidding. You should definitely listen, especially to the Jessica interview because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. You're looking at me like, I can't believe you just discouraged people to listen. I'm not. I just feel like I've rambled enough. Well, yeah. I mean, you're at that point now where you're rambling to where I don't know if I should interrupt or do I just like... Let me keep going. Hold my like breath a, and like stay a, out of the way. Like a train wreck. You, well, yeah. You can't stop watching or you can't stop listening because listen, it's like it's happening it in slow been, motion. It's been one of those days. So proceed with caution because I might cry, <laughs> but it's fine. I'm not going to. And my computer just died. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still need to do my outro with the email shout out and I have it on my Why don't you plug it in? Computer. Ugh, charger's all the way over in the house and we're in the garage and I guess we'll go do that. I can't so be bothered. Let's go ahead and just wrap up this part. Thank you for coming in to hop in on the intro, babe. Mm, and my I'll pleasure. S- I'll see you for our, our date later. Mm, can't wait. Okay. First thing. Okay, so in the intro, I told y'all a little bit about Jessica Honiger. Some of you may be totally familiar with her, some of you not. And I'm just glad if you're not, you're getting to know a little bit more about her today because she's someone that's super inspiring and that I admire and is a, a world changer. Like you're out there doing it. You're making things happen. And you travel a lot, especially because of this amazing company that you created, Noonday Collection, where you have artisans all over the world and you get to go visit them. And it's just, I, I'm envious of your lifestyle sometimes. You know, that Instagram envy sets in when I see you and all your <laughs> travels. And I know that you just got back to Africa, but that this was 
a very, I mean, it wasn't your first time by any means, but it was a very, very special first time trip because I want you to share with people because I am so curious to see how this trip went because it was the first time you were taking your adopted son back to his home country. Yes, it was. And it was, I was so dreading this trip, Amy. (laughs) And I am usually like, get me on a plane. I'm ready. I'm ready. But I think taking Jack, so we adopted Jack when he was around three and all of our kids get to pick a trip to go on when they're 10 years old. And my daughter picked New York City. My other son picked a fishing trip. And Jack's like, I want to go to Rwanda. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. Um, I think I am, I'm such a multitasker and I can't go to East Africa, especially Rwanda, where Noonday, we have an entire sewing cooperative that we started from scratch actually through the whole adoption process. So I knew that it wouldn't just be taking Jack back. It would also be visiting these women and doing some advocacy work. So, and then I wasn't with my husband and I was thinking, what questions is Jack going to have? And are there going to be conversations that happen that I don't know how to navigate? And I just had honestly a rare amount of anxiety leading up to this trip. And honestly, it was phenomenal. Like it went so much better than I could have imagined. And I had a hunch. So Jack is a soccer player, which in Africa they call football. So he loves soccer. He's obsessed with soccer. He says he's going to be a famous soccer player someday. Well, everyone in Rwanda, like we're talking from the taxi cab drivers to like the guys who open the gates to everyone knows how to play soccer. And they don't just know how to play. They're like fancy feet. Like I played with Jack at one point, like me, Jack, and our cab driver got out and played one day. And the cab driver was like fancy feet. I was like, what is happening? And I think just seeing him in that environment and playing a game that he loved to play, because the very first day we just went and bought Rwanda soccer jerseys, which he has not taken off since we've been home, Mm -hmm. and a soccer ball. And I think just seeing him connect um, was really important because I know your kids were, were a little older when you brought them home, whereas Jack was only three. So he really didn't have memory of Rwanda. But I could tell he came back with just a lot of pride, a lot of sense of who he was, and kind of this like African man pride. I mean, we hung out with, I have so many African men friends. And so when we're there, we're hanging out with all of our friends and One of my friends who was our attorney that helped us get Jack, and he's a genocide survivor from Rwanda, and Jack, he, like, took his malaria meds on an empty stomach one morning, and and so when Norbert, our friend, came to get us that day, Jack was, like, throwing up in the front yard of our hotel, but Norbert comes up to him, and he's, like, slams him on the back. He's like, be a man, Jack, be a man. (laughs) And it's just funny because we're such coddlers of our children in America. And they just don't coddle there. I mean, they're so children centric. They love kids, but they're also just like, you're going to be fine. Come on, let's go. You know, and I was just all of those little moments that I can tell he's just a little bit different now that we're home. And it was, it was awesome. I wish I would have not been anxious. It's like, why, why do you, anxiety really produces no outcome, you know? Yeah. Zero. Well, I mean, but we all, we all go through it for sure. We do. And so what, um, 
What did you do? I mean, you had Jack at home with you all by the time he was three. And then leading up to now he's 10. Like, how important it is, is it to you? Or how have you incorporated Rwanda in your home in America? Like, Because I feel like, you know, it's important when you're adopting internationally or wherever that you don't lose that. You don't just bring them to America and just, you know, disregard where they came from. Like, do you all have, like, African-themed nights or eat certain foods or anything like that? You know what? We, because of Noonday Collection, so the business that I know you told everyone about, we are so connected to East Africa. And Rwanda and Uganda have been fairly porous. For a while, there were a lot of Rwandans living in Uganda. Um, so what I would say, it, like this was actually Jack's third time to go to Africa. It was just his first time to go to Rwanda. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I think because of Noonday, we are just connected to the world. We really, truly have a global community. And I think that that has been Jack's biggest connecting point. Some of our best friends are Ugandans, and he feels very close to them. And so I think we've kept the spirit of more East Africa, not necessarily just Rwanda alive, is what I would say. And I think he does feel very connected to being an African. Yeah. And you're right. Because of your um, your business, because of Noonday, you have artisans visiting you all the time. One of the funniest things I think of when you're, some of your artisans visit is you take them to drive throughs <laughs> or <laughs> like, because you're busy, like you're you're, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, you're running this business, you know, you've written a book, you have a podcast, you are a mom, you're a wife, like you have all of these things going on. And like, I love that you admit to like, hey, I don't have time to cook uh-uh. and I, it's uh-uh. not happening. So what, tell us about one of those experiences with, yes. one your, with one of your people taking them to drive through for the first time. Oh, my gosh. Rosario had never left her little village. And she came and flew in for a conference. And she and I spoke on stage together. And it was a crazy time. And it was like, oh, my God, what are we going to what are we going to eat tonight? And, you know, it's easier sometimes just to eat home when you've got three kids. So. I just was like going through a drive-thru without even thinking about it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think you've ever been to a drive-thru before. But it's really awesome, too. We also take artisans. We'll take them to Neiman Marcus and to Anthropology, and we'll take them shopping. Because oftentimes, you know, the more they're exposed to the American consumer, the better they're able to be at their jobs. And it's been such a game changer when artisans come to visit us. And it's really that cultural exchange because we go visit our artists and partners all the time. Our social entrepreneurs, our ambassadors that are here creating a marketplace for our artisans that are earning an income while also making an impact, they get to earn trips to go visit the artisans. And that's always such a huge connecting point for them. And so we really love this equal exchange where we have artisans. We have a a shine conference every year. It's like our big sales conference in Austin. And we always have at least six or seven artisans visiting us. And it's just been truly amazing. In fact, um, one of our artisans was just in town recently, Anna, from another artisan from Guatemala. And she said that when she came to our first conference, Shine, she was so filled with doubt and insecurity, but then she saw how many women were there to believe in her, and she borrowed belief from them, and it completely changed her self-confidence mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Oh, that's amazing. So it's so powerful, just the power of connection. And that's why 
Man, travel is such a game changer, you know, because it's about expanding your circle of compassion, expanding your horizon, getting to know different kinds of people. But at the end of the day, seeing that we're all more alike than we are different. Yeah. Well, so when you mentioned having ambassadors and some people listening might be like, wait, what's a noonday ambassador? Can you just talk quickly about because it's popped in my head that some people might be curious and then like working for noonday could give them an opportunity to travel the world and maybe it's on someone's heart so how does someone become a noonday ambassador ambassador. Mm -hmm. yeah so if you know of a noonday ambassador give them a call otherwise you can hop on over to our website noondaycollection.com and just click on there's a little join tab and you can find out more but our noonday collection ambassadors are our social entrepreneurs so these are women who are earning an income while making an impact they're hosting trunk shows with their friends they have their own online websites and they are basically curating this beautiful jewelry collection and getting to sell it to their friends and getting to grow a team and organization if they want while making an impact on these artisans' lives around the world. And yeah, part of the benefit of being a New Day ambassador is you get to be a part of our amazing community, which is a total sisterhood, which if you've read my book, Imperfect Courage, so much of what I write about is sisterhood. And so our values are really living, are lived out in our community. And then, yeah, you get to travel and And then if you even don't want to travel, you at least get to meet our artisan partners in Austin. And it's just really created a global, a global movement of women who really do see her success as my success and my success as her success. And we're all just lifting one another up. It's been so much fun. You've been such an amazing advocate since the beginning, by the way. So thank you so much, Amy. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of um, what, first of all, the mission and what you're doing, like, I think that's just the coolest thing. That's what always like, well, drew me to noonday at first before I even knew you, but then the jewelry, um, the bags, everything's even expanded. Like you have so much cute, colorful, fun, vibrant. And I love giving noonday as gifts. And, you know, I'm not mm. just saying this cause you're on, like, it's, it's cool to give somebody something when the story is attached. Cause on little card, it'll say, you know, these earrings were made from recycled like I think it's bullets sometimes I mean, yes, you yes would better, recycled bullets. yeah recycled bullets I don't want to <laughs> use the wrong word because it sounds hey, I'm like impressed. right well I didn't it's because I don't want people to be like wait bullets what but I mean it comes from a story and like this is stuff in some really hard places but from that really beautiful jewelry was made and women are employed and they're able to I mean literally you have changed women's lives and families' lives in these countries where otherwise, I mean, they were in poverty and now some of them are, you know, now they have their own homes and yeah, they're running their own little business and doing their thing. And all because, you know, way back in the day, I told this story in the intro. So people, if they listen to the intro, they know how Noonday started, but you know, you, you just, you had a heart for it and you wanted to adopt your son. You had a vision, you had an idea and you made it happen. And now how many ambassadors are there now? We have around 2,000 ambassadors and over 4,500 artisans. Dang. And I know it's it's so fun. And it was so much fun celebrating in Rwanda with these women because I had not been there in a few years. And this is a group of women that didn't even know how to sew nine years ago. And now they're making about 20,000 accessory bags for us every month. 
And they, we had the biggest dance party. It was so much fun. And we were doing this crazy dance, girl. You can go watch it on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> I put it on Instagram where we're, like, shaking our booties, shaking all the things. You can like, dance, I too. I will give you. I can dance. You I can. I shake it. Mm-hmm. I know how to shake it. And they were telling me what the words were later. And it was just all about, like, look at how beautiful I am. Look at my, look at my butt. It's so big. And that's so much of what the women said. They said, look at us, Jessica. We were famished when you first met us and we've gained so much weight now. And we're so full and we're so healthy. And so it was humbling because, you know, I, we've talked about this before. When you, I've had you on my Going Scared podcast, we've talked about body image stuff. And it's like smack dab in the middle of the summer, which is usually when I can have flare ups with my own body image. And I swear being in Africa and just having women be so proud of who they are and just, you know, food is fuel and food is like a gift. I was, it was really humbling. It was a, it was a good reminder in the middle of summertime. I think that we should record something for probably next week. So people are listening to this now and next week we should talk about some of that part out of Imperfect Courage, which is, I think you mentioned this, but your book, by the way, and people can order that on Amazon. Um, if you want to, or where where do you send people to order your book, Jessica? It's available where all books are sold, but Amazon Prime is definitely the easiest. Yeah, I know. I'm such an Amazon Prime. Like I'm like, oh, uh, if I it, they've made it too easy. Like it's just so oh, boom, oh click. I was out running errands with the kids this morning, and we were already thinking backpacks and stuff because our school starts really early, and we were about to drive to the store, and I just looked at everyone. I was like, guys, can we just Amazon Prime this? Turned around and drove home. Mm-hmm. I feel that. So my kids even yeah. remind me of that. In fact, anytime I have to go do something or maybe like, oh, maybe my husband's going to take me to the airport. Like this is how they want con- everything to be convenient. They want Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime now. Two kids that were in Haiti a year and a half ago. Now if dad <laughs> if dad wants to load the whole family up to go drop mom off at the airport, the kids are like, can't she just Uber? <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, guys, thanks for wanting to hang out with me. Um, Before we wrap up this um, little chat, and and again, I think we'll just have you back on next week, too. But I'm curious, too, about how you picked 10 years old and the trips for your kids, because I think that that's really interesting and an idea that maybe other parents could tack on. Now, everybody's going to be in a different place on what they can go do with their kid, where they can take them, you know. Um, But I think... When did you when did you come up with that idea? And I, th- I like it. Like I, I might adopt yeah. it. I don't know that it'll be 10, but like maybe we make ours 13. And it's like you get to go pick. I took Stashira to New York for her 12th birthday and it w- it was so special. And I'm just thankful that we were able to do it and we got to go to Broadway and she got to see things she's never seen. And in fact, we were driving down Times Square and the honking and the smells and the lights and the crazy traffic. She's like, this is kind of like Haiti. (laughs) Totally. New York is a lot more like Port-au-Prince than Nashville. So, but um, yeah, I just like leaving parents with like a little nugget and I thought that's a good idea and I want to know about how y'all started it. Yeah. And I just love to your point that, you know, kids, I mean, I recently took my kids to, there's a Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in San Antonio. So like an hour south of Austin. So um, I took my kids there like a month ago and we walked out and one of my kids was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, wow. I have taken him to some cool places. Like we're talking, I've taken him to Africa and he's like, like, that was just the coolest thing ever. So I think for kids, first of all, 
you can take them to your own local Holiday Inn and they think that a swimming pool, like an indoor swimming pool is super cool. You know, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't take much to surprise and delight your child. And then secondly, I would say that that trip to Africa, honestly, it felt like it was just as much for me as it was for Jack, because Jack and I especially were both like the most stubborn in our family. And we both butt heads the most. We both never want to give each other our, each other's way. And just having him outside of that home environment, just him and I, we ended up sleeping together every night because because of our sleeping situation. And I just got so, I saw him with a new lens and it's a lens that I needed. Like I needed that break from just the the routine of life and getting in those old ruts where you just kind of dig in with each other. And we just got away and we had fun. And to this day, I mean, we've been home a few weeks. It has filled our relationship tank. And even when we do have those run-ins still, he just doesn't, it's like there's a closeness there that has, is paying back in dividends. So I just think getting that one-on-one time with your child and letting them, maybe giving them choices, not like, oh, you can do anything you want in the entire world, but, you know, hey, do you want to go to Ripley's, believe it or not? Do you want to go to a wax museum? Do you want to go spend the night at a, get a little Priceline.com cheap hotel in your own hometown? But that time bonding with your child outside of your normal environment. I mean, it, it just, it develops such intimacy that, that we really need with our kids. Right. I love that. That's such a good reminder if you're a parent or maybe just, you know, investing in any relationship that you're in, like that could transfer over to maybe even your spouse. Like, are y'all taking time to get away from it all and go out and, and fill up your relationship tank? (laughs) That's right. Oh, who was it? Like, um, did you ever watch Real Housewives of Orange County? I didn't. Oh, of course not. Sorry. I was like, oh, she's probably too busy. <laughs> but um, back in the day, I used to, because I haven't watched Bravo since I became a mom, really, as much as I used to. But I was obsessed. And Vicky on there, if anybody's listening and loves her, shout out Vicky. She used to always talk about her love tank. And she'd be like, my love tank is empty or my love tank is full. And that just made me think of that. Um, so We leak. We mm-hmm. leak and we got to fill each other back up again. It's so, so true. Um, okay. Well, that'll we'll wrap here for today. But then um, quickly before we go, your fall collection. And this is totally coincidental because it's August 1st when you're listening to this. And Noonday Collections Fall Line launched today. Today is a day. So head over to our website, NoondayCollection.com. Go visit us on Instagram at Noonday Collection and shop away. Every single purchase makes a huge impact on lives around the world. And it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. There really is something for everyone from like little dainty gold pieces to more boho pieces to kind of more classic, colorful pops. And go check it out. Tell me what you think. Love it. Can't wait. I'm going to be, I'm like, talk, I'm on the August 1st, putting it in my calendar, the noonday fall launch. And then um, Jessica will be back on next week and we'll talk a little bit more because she's, see, clearly she has a lot. You're full of all kinds of different things and I love it. But I want to talk imperfect courage. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success 
when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month, and when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Second thing. The next thing we're going to talk about a new friend that I made and literally just met him the other night through a friend of a friend. So went to high school with this guy, Chris. He now lives in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, where my sister lives. So when we were there a few weeks ago, we all went to dinner. Then he was like, hey, have you met my friend, Matt Moore, that lives in Nashville? And he also has these amazing cookbooks and works with Southern Living. And he happens to be a pilot too, and he flies airplanes. So he could be, you know, he, and he like lives in our neighborhood. So and his, him and his wife, they have two kids. So it seemed like, you know, we kind of needed to meet this guy. So I decided to have a barbecue at my house and invited a bunch of friends. And again, this guy, Matt, first time we're going to be having him over. And I decided to Google one of his recipes and make it and have it waiting, you know, for when everybody arrived. And I don't, I was kind of nervous. Like, do you make somebody else's recipe when they come over? Cause I mean, that could be flattering, but also it could go terribly wrong if it doesn't taste right. Because I mean, the master is coming over. So I went ahead and went for it and it turns out it was amazing. And it was a lot of people's favorite dish of the night. So I thought I would share with y'all a little bit about Matt again, given that he's my new friend and also encourage y'all to just have a barbecue at your house. Like it was so much fun. It's been a while since my husband and I did that. Like just got every, it really kind of put us in gear to kind of take care of some stuff in the backyard that we needed to do. I've been wanting to pot some plants and clean the windows. I mean, little things like that, that are just always on your to-do list, but you don't knock it out. But then when you decide to have people over for a barbecue, you start knocking out that punch list. And it felt really good to get the house together in the backyard looking good. And then we had all of our friends over and it was I don't know. It was just so fun. Like it started at 5.30 and we had some friends that didn't leave till 10.30 at night. And I had to work the next day. I was kind of like, okay, party's over, gotta go. But I mean, it really was just that fun to get everybody together. So my husband and I were like, we're for sure doing this more often. We've got to do it. It just makes sense. So if you're one of those people where you need to get stuff done around the house, well, plan a party, invite a bunch of people over, you'll get it all done. And then you'll get together with all your friends and realize how much fun it is and you need to do it more. So speaking of more, Matt Moore, the cookbooks that he has, super cute. This one book is called Have Her Over for Dinner, and it's a gentleman's guide to classic simple meals. So that way, you know, if you're having a girl over and you want to cook something really amazing, this is the cookbook for you. He also has Southern Gentleman's Kitchen and South's Best Butts. It's like Pitmaster Secret. So that one's definitely if you're like really into barbecuing. But the recipe that I made was a pan seared skirt steak with chimichurri sauce. And I had never made chimichurri sauce, but that's basically like red onions, oh, parsley, a red wine vinegar, 
salt, like kosher salt, and all, I mean, kind of going from the top of my head here, but I never had even pan seared a skirt steak. I never even bought a skirt steak. I was like at Whole Foods and I went up to the counter and I'm like, hi, do you have skirt steaks? And those are really good, I learned. If you're feeding like a large group of people, skirt steak is something that's really yummy, but more affordable. It's not gonna be as expensive as like other kinds of steaks. So mm -hmm, saving you money right there. And then the chimichurri sauce, like everyone is obsessed with, even my kids. My kids are the pickiest eaters in all the land and we've been eating leftovers this week. And last night, literally, my daughter was like, she ate her, her real dinner that she had. And then she was like, is there any more of that meat in the fridge? And she went in there, pulled it out, got the chimichurri sauce, heated some up and ate it. So kids will even like it too. So I will put the recipe up at radioamy.com if you're interested in getting like exactly how to do it and Matt Moore's little concoction. And you can also check out mattmoore.com and learn more about my new friend. But thank you, Chris Kohler. I know you're probably not listening to this podcast, but really appreciate you introducing us to our new friend, which led to us having a barbecue at our house, which led us to now we want to do that all the time. Like I'm pretty sure our neighborhood people, the, the ones that came over, like we're like, yes, we need to do this once a month. So kind of started a whole thing and all because I went to dinner with my old high school buddy, Chris in Colorado. So for this thing, I was supposed to have Lil Sipper back on to talk about her breast explant surgery. If you're not aware, maybe you're a new listener and you haven't listened to previous episodes or at least the ones that she was on. Her name's Bethany, but her Instagram ham handle is at Lil Sipper. And she had, you know, breast implants and she didn't feel well. She felt like they were making her sick and she needed to get them out. And so she did. And she just had the surgery a couple of weeks ago. So I was excited to have her back on for a follow-up where she could update us on how her body has changed since she removed the foreign objects from her body that she felt were causing certain issues. And, you know, if, if, if it really helped her, like, I am so curious about that. So anyway, I have the interview booked and we're all set to go and I'm at my house and I'm now recording the podcast a lot from my house, sometimes from the iHeart studios where we do the Bobby Bone show, but I'm trying to start doing it at home. First of all, the room that I have built it in is not furnished yet. So I know there's an echo and I know we're still working on the sound quality, not lost on me, but I'm like, well, I got to get this done. I want to make sure that I'm still talking to you guys and I I'm here and I'm just, this is just life. I'm having to just let it not be too, try to be a perfectionist about this and just be like, whatever, it's out there. So if you hear that, like, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> like, it feels like there's like an echo to me. That's why, but Furniture is being ordered and hopefully it'll fill up this room and make it sound less, you know, echoey. So there's that. Then it all being new equipment in the last, I don't know, a couple of months or so. And I've done some phone interviews and I know they haven't been that great, but I have no idea what happened. But there's a cord that has already been fried. Like maybe a little animal came up here and chewed on it or something. I don't know. But I ended up spending an hour on the phone with an engineer trying to get my phone here to work to call out so I could talk to Bethany. I ended up getting Bethany on the phone but she was talking, but it wouldn't record her and I don't know why. So I had to cancel the interview. So I have no Bethany. My podcast goes up in a matter of hours <laughs> and I, we won't be talking about the explant surgery, but I do have my friend Chase here. <laughs> so Chase, oh. you are filling in I'm sorry, for guys. the explant surgery talk, which... 
I can't contribute much there. But. No, not at all. But I did see a funny quote. It made me think of you because you love football and so does my husband. Uh-huh. I think you and my husband were like talking about how football season is about to start. And I'm like, oh no, like I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not, I know there's a lot of women out there. They love football just as much as men. It's like, it's a thing. Love it. But like for me- It's not your thing. No, it's not. Yeah. And it goes back to when I was a kid and I remember my dad just watching football and ignoring me. Maybe that's it. Like he literally would ignore me. Be like, dad, nothing. Dad, I mean, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He was just so like honed in on what was happening. So I saw this quote and I thought it was kind of funny. And it said, when a woman says five minutes, like if she's getting ready and she's like, I just need five minutes. Think like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and both teams have all of their timeouts. Because yeah, football games go on and on and on and on. Well, lucky for you, that's your five minutes. When you say five minutes, that's about how it goes. So I thought I would give any of you listening out there, any of you ladies or guys who happen to take a while to get ready, if your partner, like my husband hates being late or and he hates when I take longer than I originally said to get ready. And so now I'm going to be like, I'm about five minutes, but you know, it's that kind of five minutes, fourth quarter of a football game and all the teams have their timeouts. And I, I feel like he'll appreciate the football reference. You usually come with an overtime too, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a cute quote. We're talking about that. <laughs> and then also I had this cream um, with me. I'm a big fan of IntelliShade, um, which is what I use as my sunscreen. Now, this is not something I would say that is considered, um, I don't even know if it's considered like green or safe or on the clean products, because I would say I, when it comes to certain things in my life, I'm just not totally there yet. And makeup is one of them where it's really daunting to me to transfer over to things that I've, uh, that I don't know about, especially when I've been loyal to some products for a long time. Um, but I'll get there. But IntelliShade is something that I love because it's like broad spectrum SPF 45. I love the tint of it. Like it goes on really good and it just looks really pretty. And um, it has the zinc oxide, which is really important when it comes to sun protection on your face. Just FYI, ladies or guys, in case I keep talking to the ladies, but Chase, there are guys that listen to my podcast. No, I, but yeah, I mean, okay. I listen. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's more guys than just like you and my husband. I got an email <laughs> I think there's from, a few. yeah, yeah I got an email from like, you know, Bob in LA, actually it was anonymous. Some guy that lived in LA, he was in my Q and A episode on Tuesday but got an email I mean, anonymous. I don't even, he must've created an hey, anonymous email account simply to email me that. If the guys start stepping up, maybe there could be like a little, a bin thing, like yeah. a bin segment. Um, so anyway, Revision is a company that I love this IntelliShade, whatever. Again, this, I'm not, this, I'm not affiliated with these people at all. This isn't like a paid thing, trust me. But if you are curious about this one, I do have it on my Amazon um, favorites page, which you can find at radioemmy.com. But anyway, the company sent me this stuff that's called Nectifirm. And I am so intrigued by it. Like I, I haven't opened it yet. I haven't used it. So I have no official review, but I can assume that Nectifirm is for your neck and it's going to tighten up and firm your neck, which is something that I am so scared of. So my grandma had like the neck and my mom had like the neck, like there's some people are born with the fat pads right there and some are not. It doesn't matter if you have, you can be a very fit person or you, you know, may, may not be. It doesn't matter. Like if you have it there, like you're, as you age, it's going to start collecting little fat cells there, or maybe the cells are already there, but they're going to start filling up. And then it's going to create that 
that look under your neck. So what have, the, you, the what have you proactively done to try and... Well, I mean, I've tried all kinds of neck creams. I try to work out my neck, but I mean, doctors have told me like, that's just not going to work. Like it's hereditary. Like you, there's nothing we can do. So Khloe Kardashian, I guess to firm up her neck and her jawline, and I don't know if hereditarily she is scared of that same thing, but I know she's been very vocal about how she had this stuff done called Kybella or something, but that's not the point of my story. Um, there, there is that, but then, so that's something I've Googled a bunch. And then there is um, like neck creams that I've tried. And now I want to try this neck to firm. And then my friend Carrie, Nashville beauty girl, who's come on this podcast from time to time, who I go to for my face. And I've admitted that I've, I do Botox with her and have for a couple years. And she's, she's amazing. I can't, I can't even remember back to the time. Like I, I have a really wrinkly forehead. I really do. So the fact that now it's not is pretty fascinating to me. Again, I know I can, I'm a hypocrite because like I won't use a microwave, but I will put poison into my forehead to make the muscles relax or do whatever. And it does seem very vain and it is. I'm just admitting that it is like, it's something like I'm trying to alter, but I, I don't, it's not that I'm scared of aging and I, I just want to do it gracefully and I want to kind of slow it down and it's fine. I don't think that we should judge people for if they want to get Botox or not. So, um, I may or may not have gotten Botox in my neck. <laughs> it's the point of this story. Cause Carrie said that my neck, it would, it would help kind of some, some stuff I had going on with my neck. She wanted me to see the difference. And, and if I liked it, we could maybe keep doing it. If not, I won't ever get it there again because it'll fade in like eight weeks or whatever, or maybe even longer. Um, so I got Botox in my neck, but the weird part is it relaxes the muscles. So like I work out and I do sit-ups and sometimes I... I I don't always hold my head up to do sit-ups, but now I have to because like my neck muscles right there are so relaxed and it feels so weird when I do a sit-up. So that, that's, <laughs> that's my story. So we, we were supposed to have a little sipper talk about how she got breast explant surgery, which is amazing and probably the right thing for her body. Um, but, and she'll be on And eventually. she probably would never put Botox in her neck. I don't even want to ask her about it because she'll probably tell me, Amy, I cannot believe you're doing that. That's so bad. But everybody has opinions about it. Some people say it's totally fine and safe. It's great. And other people are like, why would you do that? Who knows? In 20 years, we might find out that Botox was causing all kinds of horrible things to happen to us. But I'm like, well, at least my neck looks good. Maybe, but have you ever heard of such a thing? I had not. So I'm just on here admitting that I felt weird that I got neck Botox. But Carrie, I mean, I don't know. And a lot of my friends and even some of you listening, y'all have gone to Carrie. And again, her Instagram is at the Nashville beauty girl. I think there is a the in there. And y'all have made appointments with her and gone. And she's always texted me anytime you come and say, I've heard about you on Amy's podcast or I heard you talk about or I saw you on Instagram. Um, and I think y'all always walk away pretty satisfied. There's this woman at my work, Robin, at, she works for iHeart and she started going to her and she is like, oh my gosh, she has changed the game. And Robin recently got married. So she was really trying to like do the whole works to like feel better, look better, that whole thing. And she just was had, like, game, Carrie was a game changer for her. And I'll say she's been a game changer for me. Like I feel... 
I feel my best, but it's teamwork. <laughs> like I have to put in the work too, but I mean, I definitely, she definitely helps for sure. You interested in some bro talks? No, I think I'm good. No? No, but she, I, I mean, I think it's cool you do it. And... She does give it to guys and that's what she calls it is bro talks. What do you, I wonder what guys most commonly... Like Botox, for, a but lot I mean, of, like for their foreheads or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, forehead, maybe like crow's feet area. I think that's I by can, the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she doesn't like. She doesn't want guys to be embarrassed or ashamed or intimidated I by it. And it be. is so much more common. Like there's probably a time a couple years ago when I would never be able to come on and admit that that's what I was doing. Yeah, but now I'm like, whatever. Who cares? Like I'm gonna do me. And this is how, this is a message for all of you. Like who cares? Just do what you want to do. And if people have some crazy opinion about it, like fine, they need, why do they need to waste their energy on what you're doing to make yourself feel better and look good? And And if you want to warm up last night's dinner in a microwave, you do it. Exactly. exactly. I am not going to, whereas I can admit, maybe I would have used to have judged you for that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Real, real quick question on the what? Botox. So do you have to do it like continuously? Yes. Or do you, okay. It's not like lifetime. It's not no. like one, one and done. How you often go, do you have to do that? I mean, I'm not always on schedule, but I think most people go every three months maybe. Okay. All right. So I was just curious. Like eight to 12 weeks in that window. Or before, or you just before, if you know you have a special event. So another Botox story, I know there was like this photo shoot going down in Nashville and one of my friends does hair and makeup and told me, and it's not Kelly, by the way, because I would say that it was, because she, I don't want y'all to assume it's her, but it's somebody else. And a girl showed up for the photo shoot, literally straight, fresh from the doctor getting Botox for the first time. But she was freaking out about the photo shoot and she wanted Botox for it. And, but she went the day of. And Botox has to take time to settle in. Like it takes, you know, for some people, four to five days, maybe before you really start to see it. I think some people even eight days and then boom, it just like you wake up and it's like settled and you're like, oh, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Not that the lines and whatever are not beautiful, but um, it just, you do see it switch and you're like, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. But she went the day of the photo shoot. So I'd recommend if you're getting Botox for the first time, don't, or you're getting Botox for an event that you have in your future or a photo shoot, make sure you do it like two weeks out. Like I would do it two weeks before whatever. So some people do Botox just for that. They don't do it like a maintenance thing all the yeah. time, but they do it for a wedding events. or something. Mm-hmm. And I will say though, if, well, from what I've heard, even from Carrie and other people, like if you do, do it and try to maintain it. It's just helping slowing the aging process because you don't let the wrinkles be there. So then you don't form the lines. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. So if you con- if you don't ever let the lines be there. Yeah. You don't have any wrinkles. Oh yeah. But if, if I were to, if I didn't have any Botox in, trust me, I have the wrinkliest forehead you've ever seen. Like I used to go to yoga and in certain moves you have to like, you know, you're doing like certain moves that just make your face do certain things. Yeah. And I would always be in the mirror and I would be like, so self-conscious of all of the lines in my forehead, which is dumb because nobody at yoga cares. Nobody cares about the lines in my forehead. Maybe I should just not have the Botox and who cares? But you know what? It makes me happy. So that's what I'm getting. And so far, I don't have a review on the neck Botox. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't honestly know if I even see a difference, but maybe it's just like subtle things that are going to prevent me from having 
my, the neck that is genetically going to be mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to also thank you revision for sending me the neck to firm because I'm going to like slather this on my neck tonight and see if I start to see any difference there. Yeah. It says to put it on your neck and jawline twice daily. So yeah. but you're taking a proactive approach. You're not really, cause you don't have any neck issues currently. I'm being proactive about it and okay, I have proactive. been proactive about it for like, I'm really trying. I've done, I do like facial exercises on, like if you Google YouTube, there's like face yoga exercises. I did, I used to have, my sister and I had this super funny face yoga and I called it Faga, get it, face yoga. Uh Video um, that I made for the Bobby Bone Show like way back in the day when we lived in Austin and it was so funny. It was sort of like a face yoga parody. Like I was making fun of all the face yoga on out there and now here I'm doing it but we did like ridiculous exercises and then at the end of the video we were like and then once you've completed your practice you stick your face in a bowl full of ice water and we had this huge bowl full of ice water and it was freezing cold and we just slammed our heads down into it it obviously did like not make sense but we were like what you want to do is freeze all your work that you've done with the ice bath and it, like I couldn't even barely do it in the video without laughing. And now hearing it back, it probably sounds stupid, but if you were to see it, you would love it. And I wish I could send you to that video. However, it's no longer on YouTube. Like a lot of our stuff from the Bobby Bone Show before we moved to Nashville got wiped clean. And that was part of it. That's also that got wiped away was my silent video about- The pig? The pig, when I gave birth to the baby pig and I had to make a silent film. So I needed it to be dramatic because we couldn't use words. And so- Long story short, the, it was called Bacon. That's what I titled it. And I was pregnant. I got pregnant. Well, I used to eat bacon like all the time. And then I got pregnant. And then all I wanted during my pregnancy was bacon. I ate, 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 ate. ate. And then I went into labor and I gave birth. And I went to the, for filming purposes, I had to go out. To, I needed, I knew in my mind I wanted to give birth to a pig. So I contacted this baby pig farm in like San Marcos. It's right outside of Austin. And they let me borrow some pigs and I gave, I, I found this cute little tiny one and I gave birth to it in the car. We couldn't even make it to the hospital. I went into labor in the video. It's like, oh, and I gave birth. The baby pig came out and I was like, so in love. Like I was like, oh, my baby pig, everything I've ever wanted. Cause this thing was cute and I would bottle feed it. I would read to it. I played it music. And then it dawned on me one day I'm about to go eat some bacon, but then I look at my baby pig and I look at the bacon and I look back at the pig and I'm like, oh, what? And I realized at that moment I can no longer have bacon because of my baby. So then uh, the rest of the film is me protesting the bacon section at the grocery store. And also I got one of my friends to wear a cow suit and we went and hit the streets of Austin. And I was like, I had my baby in a sling on my, you know, I was out in public with my baby. Like I was protesting with my baby. I didn't really have the pig with me, but it just like looked like it was in there. And my friend was dressed as a cow and um, uh, I just was holding up signs like, I think I said like eat cows, not bacon or something. And then I was like pointing to my friend that was dressed as a cow. And then Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. This is what happened. Now I'm, Now it's all coming back to me. I was like, what did we do with the cow? Okay. I know. 
I'm, I'm protesting with the, on the side of the road, holding up a sign like, don't eat bacon, don't eat bacon. And the cow comes up to me and <laughs> slams the signs out of my hands because he wants people to eat bacon and not him. And so it was, then it was a fight between me and the cow. Mm-hmm. I think What's so funny is people are like, what is going on right I know. now? But this is literally like one of your most proud Oh, I won. It was a silent film festival. You are so proud of it. And I won first place. I don't know. Was this just totally boring to listen to? But you feel like you're learning more about me as a person. Like that's for whatever reason that I I was in charge of. I mean, I directed, I wrote. You're super creative when you're not living in just... Now I'm in mass. Like there's like today. So much happening. If Bobby were to come to us today and be like, hey, we're going to do a silent film festival. Everyone has to come up with their own silent film. I'd be like creatively, my brain would be like, I have no idea. Um, I don't even know how I would come up with that. Yeah. Like, it, but looking back, and I know it sounds so dumb because it was like a dumb little silly Bobby Bone Show silent film festival, but winning first place was like a really big deal. And I was so, it was, it was, it was just an awesome moment. And even when I think back on it, I'm like, it really was, really was a great silent film, but I would never be able to think of that today. I'll give yourself I got, credit. I need something. And some people are probably listening right now and they're like, that's not, that's a dumb idea. It's horrible. Who cares? But for me, I loved it. And I, I wonder sometimes how I can tap back into that. Like I just life is so different. I, I do feel like going through the trauma of losing my mom, something pre um, my mom's like things I did My mom dying is the only definitive thing that I have to separate stuff that I did before she died and then stuff that I've done after. So I have no idea if it's actually really related, but it's something that I've thought about. Like if there is correlation. That changed things. Because um, there are so many little projects that I used to do and I would just think of them and do them. And maybe I had the energy and the time. Well, sure. I had way more energy and way more time then because execution is a bit, you, like, you can have ideas and just keep them in your back pocket. But I mean, I would go out and film stuff like all the time and I would make videos. I knew how to do iMovie. If you asked me to pull up iMovie right now and make you a movie, it would take me like three hours. Whereas back then it would have taken me like 15 minutes, you yeah. know, like I just don't have that I think with you, it's more of a time thing. You've gotten a lot busier. But it's but. also too some sort of like, like some of my, something about my creative, my creativity got shelved and like, I haven't been able to pull it back out. We got to figure that out. I know. I but, can kind of see what you're saying. I mean. I don't know if anybody else listening, like, can y'all relate to that? Have you ever experienced some sort of trauma where then it like altered your creativity? Maybe other people did the opposite. Like it took yeah. you to a whole nother level and now it's like, wow, like that. But to me, it's, it suppressed something. Like I just can't tap into it. And I knew creativity is sort of like a muscle too. Yeah. Like the more, maybe I was working it more back then. So coming up with ideas were, came easier. That could be it. Mm-hmm. And then just life, especially since, you know, losing my mom, a lot has changed. Like even moving to Nashville and work just getting busier and you know my the kids, the kids coming the whole adoption process yeah. even taking five years even though we didn't have them there that was stressful then my dad getting cancer stressful um other you know my podcast equipment not working stressful never is <laughs> just kidding <laughs> just kidding but i will say um again not sponsored but i <laughs> 
if you've listened to Chase on here before, last time he was Shout on, out. cheers, we're both drinking Orange Zevia, um, which is the best flavor, so if good. you ask me. Someone was over um, the other day, and they were like, oh, I love the grape. And I'm like, what? Ugh. The grape? I the cough bought, syrup. It's so gross. But people, my husband loved the grape. He loved it. So uh, I'll try to get Lil Sipper back on, but for now, you've listened to us just ramble uh, about <laughs> lots of things. Yeah. So hope you enjoyed this little quick, we had to throw something in here together little thing um, to replace explant surgery. It was, cl- it was close. Close, close. Close. Okay, bye. Four things with Amy Brown. From time to time, I make a thing, kind of what I'm really into on Netflix or what I'm binging. And y'all seem to enjoy it because, I mean, for me, I like to hear from people what they're watching because really that's how I find out about things I want to watch is just word of mouth. So I will say that my husband and I wrapped up the Chernobyl series, which was originally on HBO, but we don't have HBO. So I had to buy it on Amazon Prime. So you should be able to find it somewhere where you can watch it. But it is so crazy to me that we were alive, I was at least because it happened in 1986 for this nuclear crazy accident thing that went down in Russia. I mean, it's, I don't want to give anything away. I mean, you may know the history of it a little bit, but I mean, of course I had heard of it. And then Chernobyl is gaining such popularity right now because of this like series that was put together. Did I say it was a documentary? I don't think I did because it's not. I mean, it's a, people are acting out what happened in real life. And then at the end, they give you updates on the people that were a part of it and like where they are now or when they passed away or all. I mean, it's just crazy that this even happened. And then that people are going there now, it's still considered to be radioactive. And people now, because of the popularity, are going there to like get pictures for their Instagram. Like "Mm," went to Chernobyl for the gram. And then now I'm like, what? You might as well stick your head in a microwave or something. I mean, again, I don't even know for sure if microwaves are bad or if that would even be the same thing. But another thing that is crazy to me that my husband and I watched is called The Great Hack. And that one is on Netflix. And it definitely seems sort of one-sided in a way. So I'll go ahead and preface it with that. Like when you watch it, don't be like, I can't believe Amy recommended this to me. If your political beliefs tend to go a different way than what the documentary is putting out there. But really it's just interesting to see how this data company called Cambridge Analytica, like gathered data about all of us, people all throughout the United States to you know, persuade people to vote a certain way in the 2016 election. Like it just really is nutso how much information they have on people. Like when it comes to some people, they have like 5,000 different data points. Like I used to think like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Instagram gave me that ad. Like that's so crazy. They heard me talking about it or boom. But really my phone, I think, or my phone, but whoever's listening to my phone, hi, hello, I have my phone by me right now and I know they're probably listening. But if they're listening, like they're just getting to know me. And so that's why my ads are becoming more and more like stuff I wanna see because it's just collecting information about me constantly. And I gotta say, I kinda appreciate it. (laughs) Although it is scary at the same time. So it's like, wow, I love that you just recommended that super cute dress that I'm gonna order now or those shoes that I definitely would 100% buy. But or maybe even that product that I want to, you know, test out. But at the same time, you know, I have to be able to be okay with them, you know, 
what are what are what are my data rights like what are what is anything private anymore so i guess the answer to that especially after watching this is nope it's not so it's just very eye opening and a little bit scary and again you can find it on netflix but yeah cambridge analytica like some people that even worked there they have come out since like at the time they felt like what they were doing was really like just fascinating which it is um but it was crazy like all the things they were collecting and how they could influence people to you know do things simply by propaganda that they would push out to them on their social media sites facebook in particular and yeah it just it they then then they kind of felt like oh shoot like this was cool but now i feel like i'm on the dark side and what have we done and this is crazy um, so it's just interesting to see their perspective, like when they were working there and then now when they're like, Ooh, probably wasn't right what we did. It's kind of like, um, cheating in a way, but that, those are my two recommendations, Chernobyl and the great hack. If you're looking for something good to maybe binge this coming weekend. Okay, so before I get into the email shout out, and if, if you made it to this point of the podcast, thank you for listening to all four things. I really appreciate you loyal listeners and those of you that have subscribed and are telling your friends and rating and reviewing. I mean, really, that's how um, you know we can grow this thing and, and keep it going is y'all telling people, posting about it on Instagram always helps. You know, go give it five stars, you know, if you have time and you actually really do think it's it's worth that. So that's my thank you for that and my encouragement for that. But um, if you are looking for a fun gift to give teachers in your life, like say your kids are going back to school and you want to show a little teacher appreciation, just wanted to kind of throw out there that our four things totes are really, really great for that. And right now we're shifting some support to a school. We were working with Project MetaShares Maternity Center, and now we're working with their school. And Mary and I are super excited because in late August, we are going to visit the school and the maternity center in Central Plateau, Haiti. And we like cannot wait because we've had a couple of trips planned and we've had to cancel them because of unrest there. And now we're going to get to go. But just throwing that out there, you can customize a tote for the teacher in your life and maybe fill it up with some self-care goodies because teachers need probably coffee and bubble bath stuff and and wine or maybe like a gift card to Target. Um, we also have some pre-made totes. So you don't even have to customize if you don't want to think we have one called the Life Goals Tote, which is, you know, pretty awesome and just like I, pretty generic enough for people. So just check it out. All of that can be found at radioamy.com under Pimp and Joy and Espoir. Like if you click that tab, it'll take you to a lot of different things, but particularly the totes since that's what I'm talking about here. So just wanted to throw that out there as an idea and a way that you can support the teachers in your life, but also give back to Haiti at the same time. And now with that said, I will get into the email shout out. This came from Krista. Hey, Amy, Krista here from OKC. My best friend, Kim, introduced me to your podcast on a work road trip. And I just wanted you to know how much it impacted me. I've struggled off and on the last five years, I'm now 30, with anxiety. And let me tell you, it is so easy to get down in the dumps, but I've learned a lot on being open and vulnerable and how to use it to benefit other people. 
Lots of people want a voice and being open with our struggles, I think it helps shine a light to bring us all together. The line in your song, life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful today, just stuck in my soul. Shout out Walker Hayes. Life isn't always roses, but the moments we have are precious and fleeting. So choosing joy is something we all have the power to do. So Krista, I just love that email and thank you for sharing that with us. And I think it's so true. The more we can be open and vulnerable with others and sharing things, the more others don't feel alone and it really can connect people and bring us all together. And I love that you quoted the song that Walker made, the theme song for the podcast too, which speaking of Walker, I've got an interview coming up next week with Walker and his wife, Lainey, and they have an amazing story. I mean, he's a country artist and She's um, an amazing wife and mom to six kids that they have together. Um, They had a seventh baby who they lost at childbirth. And we'll get into a little bit about that. And another cool thing that Walker has called the Craig Fund, which is this goosebumps worthy story. Uh, So I can't wait to sit down with them. And so if you've always wondered, if anybody's wondered, like who's singing that theme song? It's Walker Hayes and Walker and his wife are coming on the podcast soon. So thank you for listening every single week. Really appreciate it. On Tuesday, we have another Q&A episode. So make sure you check that out. See you then. Uh. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate 
from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 